When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, your host, and I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I'm going to give you some neuroscientific and practical tips on how to sleep better. Just a quick proviso. We hear so much about if we don't sleep, how this is going to basically destroy you. And it can make you incredibly fearful and think, oh my gosh, if I don't sleep, this is happening and that's happening and this is happening. And that can actually make you even worse and sleep even less. You know, it's like, I must sleep, I must sleep, and then you can't sleep. So I just want to say right up front, the best way, the best tip that I can tell you is to relax about your sleeping. Because the more anxious you get about it, the worse it's going to be. And you know exactly what I'm talking about if you've battled with sleep. Some of you, if you don't battle with sleep, well, that's fantastic. But if you do battle, then that can happen. So I'm going to give you some tips that can help improve your sleep. But the most important tip is not to be fearful about your sleep. And I've done podcasts on this before, but I just think it's really important to talk about this again. Just a note before we begin today's episode. If you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to get access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, sign up today to become a Patreon member. Every month I will be releasing special bonus podcasts on topics you have requested, doing live Q&As and more. When you sign up today, you will get immediate access to two podcasts on topics I think are so important and pertinent, how to become less emotionally reactive and how to capture and edit thoughts before they become harmful. You will also have access to exclusive digital downloads and become part of a special community. Sign up today at patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. So neuroscientific tip number one, which is the most important, is related to the fact that you mustn't fear not sleeping. Be aware. Yes, we need sleep. It does the most amazing things in our brain and our body. We needed to regenerate, we needed to restore, we needed to get our housekeeping in order in our brain. That's why we, in our brain and our body, in our mind as well. So when we're sleeping, our non-conscious mind sweeps in and our non-conscious mind is the biggest part of us. It's 99% of who we are, drives the brain and the body. It is the source of energy, our mind, our non-conscious and conscious mind together. Without, if you're dead, your mind's not working. So your mind, when you're alive, is enabling you to experience life while you're awake. And when you're asleep, your mind is what's helping to regenerate your physical brain and body and the physical networks of your gravitational fields of your mind and also helping to do housekeeping. It's kind of a housekeeping function that's happening when you're sleeping, preparing you for the next day. Because anything that threatens your survival, which would be any kind of toxic, adverse experiences that you haven't processed, that you haven't dealt with, that you've suppressed, that have happened during, in the past and the present, all of those need to be dealt with. So the more messy our mind is when we go to sleep, the more messy our sleep is and the more disturbed our sleep will be. 
And so it's really all these, uh, this tip number one and of all the other tips are to try and help you get your mind more managed so that you can become more effective in your sleep patterns. So in my latest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I actually have a whole section on how to sleep. And I have I talk about how sleep preparation begins in the morning, the way you wake up. And when the way you wake up, it's like so important. First thing in the morning, what is your mindset when you wake up? And when you, if it's if you're waking up complaining, you're damaging your brain. If you're waking up totally negative about the day, you really have set in motion a whole bunch of predictive patterns that are working against you and a whole lot of neurophysiology that's working against you. So it's really important to capture that mindset as you wake up in the morning and reframe that mindset. It's then also really important that you daily do work on using the neurocycle to detox because that brings order into your mind, brain and body, which then prepares you for sleep. The more ordered you are, the more organized you are, the better you're going to sleep. So any toxic experience that's showing up as a pattern in your life, that is in your lifestyle, that's coming from the past established traumas and so on and things that we've gone through, those need to be dealt with. So get into the habit of once you've captured your mindset when you wake up, of then diving in to detoxing. I always do my neurocycle, which is in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, and in my app, Neurocycle, which is a system for how you manage your mind. I always do my specific detoxing when I'm getting ready, using the neurocycle to detox. Then I use the neurocycle during the course of the day to manage what's going on during the day. So I'm always self-regulating. So essentially, good sleep will come from good self-regulation. The more self-regulated you are, the more you manage your mind. The more your mind is managed, the less mess there is. The less mess there is in your mind, the less mess there is in your brain and your body, and the better sleep you will get. So as you get into the system of the neurocycle, and in chapter 14 of the book, I show you how I fit this, all of this, the neurocycle into my day-to-day routine, you are going to find that your sleep improves dramatically. So there's massive changes in your brain waves that will happen as you neurocycle that will prepare you for sleep. So as I said, there's a whole chapter, chapter 14 in the book, and I'm just flipping to the page number for the section that I deal with sleep. Sleeping basically is around chapter 13, where I teach you how to break the bad habits that can actually keep us in a bad place when it comes to sleeping. So I'm now going to give you some other scientific and practical tips on ways you can fall asleep and stay asleep. And as I said, the most important one was not to fear sleep and to make sure that you are managing your mind by catching how you wake up and making sure you're doing your detox, using your neurocycle to detox every day over 63-day cycles, and also using the neurocycle during the course of the day very quickly as the day goes by. So increasing your self-regulation of how you are managing your mind in every situation that you're in. I cannot stress it enough. The more self-regulated you are through mind management, the better your sleep will be. You will find the ideal amount of time for your body to fall asleep. If you don't get that mind stuff right that I've just described, and it's in depth in my book, and I've done another podcast in detail on this specific tip, all the other tips I'm going to give you are just going to be band-aids. So these are excellent band-aids, but and band-aids are very necessary when you have a wound, but they're not sustainable. If you don't you know, if the injury is not healed, you you can put as many band-aids on your want as, as as you want. Over time, the band-aid's not going to heal the bullet wound. You have to get to the source of 
the reason why you need the bullet, the, the band-aid in the first place. So we need the band-aids to help us through, but we have to address the mind issues. We have to address what is stopping, what is the mind management necessary to stop that is affecting how we are getting into REM and non-REM sleep and getting the kind of quality sleep that we need. Okay, so that is, I refer you to that podcast. You can go back and search it. I'm not sure what number it is, but you can go into, the, into more depth there about the mind side. And I've given you a brief summary. And as I said, you can find the details of how to use the neurocycle beginning in the morning when you wake up to make sure that you're developing sleep. Now that's your foundation. Then onto that, you can add these other tips. February makes me think of one thing, love. It's in the air, it's all around us, and it is so great for our mind and our brain. But love is not just about celebrating other people, it's also about celebrating ourselves and giving ourselves the TLC and love we deserve. Best Fiends is one of my favorite ways to treat my brain to a much needed recharge. It's like a mental spa day, but one you can enjoy wherever you go. Best Fiends, that's friends without the R, a mobile puzzle game that is free to download and super engaging. The game features tons of cute characters that can help you solve thousands of fun puzzles. The more you play, the more characters you collect. And the more you win, the more challenges you face. I personally love puzzle games like Best Fiends because they can trigger a double dose of dopamine in the brain, which is otherwise known as the brain's favorite feel-good juice. And they can be a great way to build the brain through learning, which increases our mental resilience. Now, isn't that a great Valentine's gift to yourself? I'm currently on level 400, out of the jungle, and I'm getting closer to saving the land of minutia from all those bad slugs while collecting my bees. I personally love to play during my mental health breaks or writing my new book. This is, it is one way I treat myself and give my brain some love. And with thousands of levels, you can play Best Fiends as long as you want and never get bored. No wonder the fun puzzle game has over 100 million downloads. Ready to give your brain some TLC? Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. The link and details will be in the show notes. So before I go into depth in these other tips, I want to emphasize that mind is first, okay? Otherwise, not, these tips will not be sustainable and will not work. The other thing is I want to emphasize that everybody is different, okay? So And we all need different amounts of sleep and different different ages and stages and who you are, etc. And based on your genes and etc. etc. So some people need more sleep than others. Some people may find that most tips and advice on improving sleep don't work for them. It is important to not think that you are not going to ever get over having bad sleep if you have done and found these tips not to be helpful. So I'm going to give you a bunch of tips. You've probably tried a lot of them already. It's worth hearing them again. And if they haven't really helped you then I need to ask you, have you addressed the mind element of sleep? In other words, your mind drives everything. Mind is your aliveness. So all the physical tips that you can do are going to help your sleep tremendously, diet, exercise, etc. But mind is number one. You have to get your mind organized and self-regulated. doesn't mean you solve every problem every day. doesn't mean that you detox everything, that you can get a trauma detoxed in one day. It takes cycles of 63 days to detox established traumas in our life and established adverse circumstances that have become patterns. But the more you neurocycle, the more you self-regulate, the more you mind manage, the more you can then apply that in your day-to-day activities, the more your mind will then be ordered when you go to sleep at night. 
And just before we dive into the tips, one more thing is that when you lie down to go to sleep and you've got chosen whatever additional tips that I'm about to tell you that are more in the physical realm, make sure that you check, do a mind check. How am I feeling right at this moment? Gather awareness, reflect on it. And then if you find, okay, I'm worrying about this, this and this, excellent, write it down and put that all down onto, onto a piece of paper in your neurocycle journal and then you're going to try and organize that and say, okay, well, I can solve this now, but I can't solve this or I'll solve this tomorrow or this is what I, my plan. In other words, get it all organized on paper so that when you go to sleep, actually decide that, okay, now I'm ready for sleep. You've got a plan in place. You're not, don't, you haven't got all the balls up in the air and you're trying to catch them. You actually land the balls, line them up in order and get organized so that you go to sleep knowing, okay, I haven't solved all the problems, but there's, an, there's a plan. And that does the most incredible wonders for preparing you for sleep. Okay, so here now are some of these techniques. And, and I just want to really stress that there's so many ways and methods to try and get better sleep. And allowing yourself time and patience to explore these in addition to doing the mind work. Mind is for everyone. No one can get away without the mind stuff. You have to do the mind stuff. And I, I know I'm saying it over and over again, but I cannot stress it enough. So mind, everyone has to get the mind stuff under control. Get into that neurocycle, get the book, get the app, and learn how to do that. And then in addition, explore through these different things to find the best plan for you. Also, just another point that we should all discuss is that it can be hard in this day and age for many to stick to a sleep schedule. So try and do this as much as possible. You know, try going to sleep around the same time and waking up around the same time. You know, obviously there will be times when you travel or go on holiday or you have a night out that will interrupt the schedule. But just, you know, in general, try and stick to the same routine. And you've heard this before, but it really does work because it keeps your circadian rhythms and your brain in your the different waves of your brain and your blood flow and the electromagnetic forces and all the neurophysiology will then be more ordered. The more order, the better then we can, we, it'll help, it'll facilitate a better sleep-wake cycle. And it'll also help your sleep to be more restorative. Another thing, set certain nighttime habits or rituals for going to sleep and waking up. This really, really works well. So remember, in addition to mind, mind everyone does, as I keep saying. So a nighttime ritual could be, for example, get into bed and read a few pages of a book of your choice. What I love to do, my ritual for going to sleep at night. Obviously, I've done all this mind stuff during the day, but one of my favorite rituals is to, when the lights are off, my husband dozes off before me, we've got our two little puppies on the bed, and I basically will read some one of my favorite a book that I'm reading, or I'll watch a favorite show for a little bit, and that's my special time. I feel like I'm in a cocoon of time, and I've got my husband breathing next to me, I've got my little puppies on my feet, it's a very cozy, safe space, it's my little ritual, and reading a couple of pages, it calms me down, and I fall asleep could be maybe you play some relaxing music as you shower and change before you go to bed. I always like to have a hot bath before I go to bed. Maybe you do a quick meditation for sleeping or journaling or drinking a warm cup of tea. So if I add to my routine, I will have a hot bath. I will get into bed and just before I do the turning off of the light and the reading of my book or watching a film with my husband sleeping next to me and my dog's I will do that mental work of just making sure, okay, what's at the top of my mind? What's still worrying me? What balls are still up in the air? And I'll go through the neurocycle to land those, write in my journal. So I do that. That's once I'm in bed. 
So it's the bathing and all that first, and then I do that in bed, and then I do my little cocoon thing that I explained to you. And I mean, that's my routine, and it really works for me. Sometimes I'll change it out a little bit. I do love to have a hot cup of cocoa while I'm in the bath. A hot drink is also very, very calming for your system. So, you know, find your ritual. You don't have to do mine. You can make your, you know, do your own. I've tried lots of different ones, and and this routine works. This sort of little ritual works really well for me. Try to make these rituals have a lower stimulation to get your mind in a relaxed state of mind. You know, so it's a nice relaxing bath and a nice hot drink. And, you know, don't discuss business before you go to bed or don't get into a heavy, heated discussion or think of, like, really traumatic things. And, you know, I know better, easier said than done, but you can train yourself. And these, and any kind of ritual, which is a habit that you want to set in place, won't happen in one day or three or 21. It's going to take you cycles of 63 days. So you want to train yourself to sleep well. Just prepare yourself to do this over at least nine weeks. It's going to be just right up front, let me say, that as you do the mind work, which I spoke about as the first most important tip, and then as you add whatever these other ones I'm telling you about on, it's going to take you cycles of maybe even more than one cycle of nine weeks to set this up so that it actually works for you. And it's also an experimental process in the in in on the way that you may try this ritual, that ritual doesn't really work for you. You try something else, but don't expect it to work in one day or even four or seven or twenty one. It's going to take at least one cycle of sixty three, if not more. So you can do the same thing when you wake up in the morning. Get a little ritual, and, and I already mentioned the mind ritual is immediately check your mindset because that actually, as you're going from wake from sleep to wake, your chemicals are all your neurochemicals and brain waves and things are shifting. And if you are in a toxic state and you don't catch it, you can actually have a mess in your in your mind, brain and body as you go into the day. And then it's so much more difficult. And then that will affect your sleep tonight. So the way you wake up that's um, is going to affect your sleep tonight. That's why I talk about sleep preparation begins as you wake up. In the book, I talk about AM, midday and PM sleep preparation. And the book I'm referring to is my new latest book called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, which is available wherever books are sold, including on my website, drleaf.com. Another routine when you wake up, maybe you could list three things you want to do that day, or maybe you immediately brush your teeth and do 10 push-ups, or maybe you, you do a high five in the mirror, whatever. There's so many different things that you can do, but get a little routine when you wake up as well. 10 push-ups or whatever to get your adrenaline flowing. There are many different rituals you can set in surrounding yourself to prepare for sleep and to wake up and then do the same thing each day. So Mel Robbins talks about the high five and doing, you know, high five, look at yourself in the mirror and give yourself a high five. That's a wonderful wake up routine. So just get yourself a nighttime routine and a daytime routine. By the way, I know I'm giving you a lot of information, which I always do. We also have a blog. So if you subscribe to my newsletter, drleaf.com, you're going to get access to my blog. And that's, I mean, that's fantastic because then you've got the blog is summaries of my podcast. So whatever I put out in my podcast, the summary of that with all the links and things will be in the blog. So next thing I'm going to tell you has been talked about everywhere and many times, but it's still important for me to remind you, reduce light exposure, not just blue light, but all light. Even when we close our eyes, light can still go through our eyelids and this indicates to our body that it's time to wake up and stay awake. So make it as dark as possible. The light will trick your brain into thinking that it's daytime and in turn disrupt important sleep hormones like melatonin from being released. 
Okay, so try, try dimming your lights as you perform your nighttime ritual to prepare your brain for that upcoming sleep. I mean, I close my eyes and I make sure that like, can I see anything? Is there any light coming through my eyelids? And sometimes I've left one of my charges on and that light bugs me and I'll even get up and turn that off. Or there's a light in my passageway that's coming under the door. I'll go and turn that off. If I'm in a hotel and I can't control the light, I'll put like roll towels underneath because I spend so much time in hotels and there's always light coming through somewhere. So I'm always rolling up towels and, and, and pillows and putting them against the base of doors to stop light coming in. So make it as dark as possible. Some people may like to sleep with a nightlight or not in complete darkness, and that's okay. You know, do what works for you. I like complete blackness. It doesn't mean you have to, but just reduce it as much as possible and keep it as dim as possible. As I mentioned earlier, some of the reasons why this is important to reduce is that natural and artificial blue light have the most powerful effect when it comes to increasing energy levels and alertness to humans, and our eyes aren't good at blocking blue light. So... Almost all of it passes straight straight through to the back of your retina, which helps you your brain translate the light into images. And exposure to all colors of light helps control your natural sleep and wake cycle, or circadian rhythm. So more than any other color, blue light messes with your body's ability to prepare for sleep. It blocks a hormone called melatonin that makes you sleepy, as I mentioned earlier. So try dimming your iPhone or computer as you get closer to bedtime, and even try to put your phone away as you're about to fall asleep. A lot of scientists recommend doing this one hour before bed. You can also try blue light glasses or even download some apps to get rid of blue light on your smartphone. So when I'm doing my little cocoon thing where all the lights are off, my puppies are sleeping at my feet and so on, my husband next to me, that's when I will put my blue light glasses on. So I don't look at my phone at night. I've dimmed the screen, put all the blue light blockers on my on my phone, and I'm using my, my blue light blocker glasses. Keep the room you sleep in at a pretty cool temperature. We do sleep better with cool temperature. Sleeping when it's warm disrupts your quality of sleep. The reason for this is that the body decreases its temperature when it sleeps. Keeping the room cool will help your body maintain its decreased temperature and reduce disruptions in sleep. Melatonin can also be disrupted from being working well if your body is storing up more and more heat. Your body's internal temperature shifts during a 24-hour period and this is also part of your circadian rhythm. Your body begins to shed warmth right about the time you go to bed and continues to cool down until reaching its low point near daybreak at around 5 a.m. Your body cools by expanding the blood vessels in your skin, and when your temperature starts to drop at night, you may notice that your hands and feet get warmer initially. This is because your body is letting heat escape through them to reduce your core temperature. If the temperature in your sleeping environment is too hot or too cold, it may affect the drop in your body's internal temperature and cause you to have disrupted sleep. Okay, we'll put these links to all these things I'm telling you in the blog and the show notes. Another way that has been shown to reduce your inner heat before falling asleep and can help relax you and even can be good a good ritual before falling asleep is to take a hot bath. So I do this every night. My bubble bath, hot bath is a super great routine and I have my hot cocoa in the bath. Science shows that the hot water relaxes you and also dilates your blood vessels. Once you get out of the hot bath, the dilated blood vessels release a lot of your inner heat and your body temperature actually drops quite a bit. 
It is recommended that you take the bath around 90 minutes to 2 hours before bed so that your body can have time to cool down rather than jumping into bed the moment you leave the bath. The hot water actually helps change your body's core temperature so that you go to bed with a lower temperature, setting you up for better sleep. If you're not prone to baths, hot showers can have a similar effect on cooling your body down before bed. Other tips are try using a frozen or cool washcloth on your head or feet. This is where we generally sweat the most on our bodies and often these cooling these areas down can help regulate the body temperature. Another option is cooling off your pulse points will expand the cooling effect to your, the rest of your body. So to do this, use ice packs to cool off your various pulse points such as your ankles, wrists, backs of your knees and the crooks of your elbows. And if you do this for about 20 minutes at a time, that really works. You can also keep a glass of cold ice water near your bed to help maintain staying cool and hydrated. I always do that. I always have my little flask of ice cold electrolyte water. Turn the AC down or use fans. You can even buy cooling mattresses or blankets on Amazon or other stores. There are a lot of temperature regulating pillows, sheets, blankets in stores these days. So if you don't have an AC in your home, there are a couple of ways you can make your own DIY AC unit. One simple way to do this is by placing a bowl full of ice cubes in the path of the airflow coming from a fan. Another way to do this is by cutting off the bottom end of two soda bottles, strapping them to the back of a fan and filling the bottles with ice. Another tip is having cold sheets in the summer months. It will be critical to helping you stay cool at night. Before bed, place your sheets in a bag and freeze them for about an hour. Although the frozen sheets won't stay cold for an entire night, they will hopefully stay cold long enough to cool you down to help you drift off to sleep. I saw so many tips when I was doing my research for this podcast. I recommend looking up a link that I'm going to add here, casper.com blog, how to stay cool at night for more tips on temperature regulation. If you like to exercise at night, try to do it around three to four hours before you go to bed. Tiring yourself out can definitely help you fall asleep but doing it too close to bedtime may have negative impacts. Okay, so not only does exercise get your adrenaline flowing, but it also raises your inner body temperature. And as you've been saying, you want to get cool. You want your core temperature to be cool. But doing it long enough before bedtime can have similar effects on cooling the body temperature as a hot bath. So it's the timing of it. Exercise also releases endorphins, which are very good at calming you down, boosting your mood. But a big increase of endorphins right before sleeping may have a negative effect on getting your mind and body into a relaxed state to sleep. So one good way of finding the best time to exercise that suits your body is to try and establish a routine. So if you like to work out in the morning or afternoon or evening, that's perfect. But try and be as consistent as you can with your workout schedule. If you like to work out more than once in the day, try to do more high intensity and cardio or aerobic earlier in the day and stick to more relaxed ones at night, like hot yoga, for example. I love doing hot yoga at night. Also cools down your core, stretches your body and relaxes you. When it comes to exercise, this does not mean I'm saying you have to work out in the morning. Find what works for you and your body and just try to give yourself enough time before bed. This is not, none of these are hard and fast rules explore them, experiment with them. The only hard and fast rule is you have to get your mind under control because that drives everything else. Getting our minds under control is managing the mental mess is a lifelong job. 
Okay, so that's why this podcast is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Cleaning, it's an ongoing process. Get the process going that it will make a radical difference to your sleep. And remember that your body is unique. So many of you may find you can work out talking about exercise and jumping to bed and sleep perfectly well. Experiment with what timing is best for you. That's so important. You know, we've become quite in this sort of wellness movement and information explosion age. We've become kind of legalistic about things and we've got to be so careful about that. We've got to work out and become flexible around all these things that we that we know are good for us, become flexible about how and when, look at the guidelines and then work out what works for you. Sleeping pills, try and avoid them as much as possible. The quality of sleep that people have is not the same as falling asleep naturally. You don't go into regenerative and restorative sleep. They basically are sedatives and sedation is not sleep. Sleeping pills work by targeting specific receptors in the brain that basically stop the brain cells from firing at high speeds. Particularly sleeping pills, they have a psychosomatic effect. And they basically work predominantly on the, in the cortex, but they affect the whole brain and basically put people into a state of unconsciousness, which is not a state where you can go into restorative sleep. So like when you have an anesthetic, you're not sleeping. So a lot of times, for example, people will talk about waking up from surgery and being absolutely exhausted. And the surgery might have been seven hours. That's happened to me before. I've had to have a surgery, a whole pelvic floor reconstruction, and it was seven and a half hours. And I woke up exhausted. Yes, there's all the meds in your body and that kind of thing and anesthetics. But my brain didn't have a rest. My body, I was just, it was basically just, my body was, there was no restoration happening. My brain and body were working the whole time. And our physical body has, you know, it has a limited amount of energy. And this is why we have to sleep to regenerate. There have been many studies that seem to show that the effect of sleeping pills are mainly from placebo. There are also a lot of negative side effects in many placebos because they can form long-term dependency. Okay, so natural sleep aids are generally safer, but you can also adapt, your brain and body adapt. And may not be for many people. So you don't just randomly grab stuff. Oh, well, it's natural. I can just use it and I can use it as much as possible. Find out as much as you can. Test it very carefully. You know, work with maybe a physician to help you. There's always the idea surrounding natural sleep aids that it works for some and not for others. For natural sleep aids like melatonin, it's always better to be on them short term rather than long term. Your brain and body adapt. Oftentimes, they can lead to grogginess as well and end up making the drug less effective when taken every night. And if you mix things, it can also make you wake up. So be very careful. Dietary supplements are also not regulated in the U.S., so the quality of melatonin and other natural supplements varies a lot. So this lack of regulation is a big problem. Our immune system is incredibly important, both in terms of our physical and mental health. In fact, Mismanaged stress can impact the immune system, which can, in turn, affect our overall health, which is why it's so important to remember that everything is connected. I myself am trying to better manage my stress levels this year to improve my overall health and well-being, including my immune system, which is why I have started taking Ned's Certified Organic CBD products daily. My personal favorite is Ned's Amazing De-Stress Blend. This one-on-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. And it's USDA certified organic. 
CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And it has really made a difference. If you'd like to give Ned a try, cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Dr. Leaf. Visit helloned.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash Dr. Leaf to get 15% off. The link and details will be in the show notes. Alcohol, another thing, causes people to sleep. But once again, like sleeping tablets, it's not restorative. So if you use it to fall asleep, what's really happening is acting more like a sedative, like sleeping pills and turning off parts of your brain that are usually using sleep to sort through your thoughts. So it's basically not restorative. So when you go to sleep, your whole non-conscious mind is working through the different parts of your brain. Your brain, the energy, the chemicals and energy flow differently when you're asleep to when you're awake. And it's a housekeeping function that's happening, as I mentioned. And that housekeeping function is to go through and find all the toxic thoughts and try and get them as as cleaned up as much as possible to prepare you for the next day. And then a lot of regenerative physical things are happening in the brain and body. So when you take a sleeping pill or alcohol, that process doesn't happen. And so you wake up more, you know, more, often more exhausted than before. Oftentimes, people who struggle with sleep will find that it's due to their mental state. Okay, so now we come back to what I spoke about in the beginning. And basically, that's where the neurocycle is absolutely essential. You know, you can't fix every issue every day, and there's always going to be issues. But if you have had a really, really busy day and you feel, oh, my brain is so tired, I just want to sleep, and you get into bed and you can't sleep, it's really important that you, you know, apply those rituals, do the neurocycle, do the things that, that I've been talking about in terms of finding out, like, I'm brain so tired, I need to rest, I need to just wind down. And, and this, for example, this happens to me a lot. I'll, I'll work, in, I work very intensively with the research and work that I do and podcasts and lecturing. And I'm going and while I'm going, I'm firing up because my brain is generating, my mind is generating all these responses in my brain and my body. And I've got all these chemicals flowing. But when I stop, I'm absolutely exhausted. And that's when I will go for a walk with my puppies. I'll watch a, like a Ted Lasso on TV, on Netflix, sorry. I do something that is, or read a great book, or just sit in the sun and chat and make dinner with my family. Anything that doesn't require intense mental activity so that I can just completely wind down. I always do that before I start preparing for bed because you need to wind down from the day before you dive into, I want to fall asleep now. Because that won't be, a, you've got to get your brain has been so exhausted physically and your body's been so exhausted physically and they're tired. So you've got to let your brain literally is tired by doing very relaxing, pleasurable things, you can restore that, you can take away that exhaustion, that exhaustion feeling in your brain, and then it's easier then to start preparing, getting your rituals and so on ready for sleep. When we've got stuff that's worrying us, as I said right in the beginning, that those toxic thoughts are generating a, such a mess inside the brain. And I'm not saying you, as I keep saying this, you can't solve everything every day. But you can acknowledge that it's there. And as soon as you acknowledge something's there, you get control over it. When you just suppress it or you don't deal with it, it's all those balls in the air, which is the example I used in the beginning. But by neurocycling, you basically acknowledge it. You you give it the validation and honor that it's due. That's due to whatever it is that you are concerned about. 
and you are getting some level of plan in place for how you're going to deal with it, even if it's to say, I'm not sure what to do, but I'll speak to someone to help me or whatever, that lands the ball. And then it's easier to move forward. Otherwise, you can fall into easily fall into negative cycles, which increases your, the sleep problems and then the sleep problems feed back into the mental health and then this really toxic cycle is, is set up. So just in summary, there's generally the brain activity fluctuates during sleep. You get non-REM sleep, which is non-rapid eye movement sleep, and this is when brain activity is usually slower. This is also when we release things like telomerase, which is an enzyme that we need to get our telomeres, which are the ends of chromosomes, which are very, very, very important in your bodily health and your mental health. And so what we find is that when people don't get into enough non-REM sleep and specifically down to a certain frequency, that enzyme isn't secreted and released, I should say. And then you, your telomeres get affected, which then affects your, your mental health and your physical, your biological health, your brain and bio, biology. And so you, non-REM sleep is slower sleep, it's deeper sleep. It's where we're really doing a lot of processing with our non-conscious mind. And so when a non-REM sleep gets incredibly affected when we have a lot of suppressed stuff that we're not dealing with. So exhausted, we fall asleep, but we haven't dealt with our stuff. So we're having this, all these wild, messy, suppressed thoughts and things that we haven't dealt with during the day or during the week or during the last month, all like a big milkshake in your brain and your non-conscious mind's trying to sort this out. And then that wakes you up and takes you out of that non-REM sleep. Another, the other sleep cycle is the REM cycle, which is rapid eye movement. And this is when the brain activity increases. And it's usually when people are dreaming more intensively. And these different stages have a very strong effect on our emotional and mental health. We need to have non-REM and REM cycles. And we need to have those cycles in repeated patterns. And these, so these cycles, all the things that I've been telling you, with the mind as number one, 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 will help you get the correct non-REM and REM cycles over time. Do not expect to heal your sleeping issues in one day or one week or 21 days. As I keep saying, prepare yourself for cycles of 63 days. When people are sleeping, the brain activity is showing that people are processing emotional feelings and thoughts. And you can actually direct. It's really interesting because if you are dealing, your, you know, your, your mind is using your brain to work through memories inside thoughts. And this is necessary to be able to handle our emotions. So there's a lot of work that the non-conscious mind, which is awake 24-7, is doing while you're asleep. So the conscious mind is only awake when you're awake, but the non-conscious, N-O-N, is awake 24-7 and is the biggest part of your mind, never stops. And so it does a lot of work when you're sleeping to help you basically work through all the thoughts with their memories that are embedded. And I explain this in depth in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. So when we get a lack of sleep, it's harmful to the consolidation of positive emotions and sorting out what's going on and getting order and trying to get some housekeeping done. And you can even, what's interesting as I was about to tell you, is that if you, if you, if you are having a lot of nightmares, the more disturbed dreams and nightmares you have, and I've done a podcast on this too, so I'll just talk about it briefly here the more this indicates that there's stuff going on in your life that you are just suppressing or just not managing. And so it's really, you may not remember the details of every of the nightmares or the disturbed dreams, but it's as much as you possibly can, be a, when you wake up, be aware that, okay, something was going on, I'm not sure what it was, and try and recall some of it. But even if you don't remember the detail, be it the fact that you had that 
is indication that there's that you need mind management, you need self-regulation. There's not enough self-regulation happening during the course of the day. And that's why I developed the neurocycle to help you get into the cycle, this, this habit of constantly managing your mind. So sleep is a is wonderful when we have it and we can get it. And in closing the I'm gonna say what I said right at the beginning, and I've said throughout, mind is the most important. And in dealing with mind, you need to not fear not falling asleep. So in dealing with sleep, what is like the last pearl of wisdom I'll give you is that if you're having a night where you can't sleep, the worst thing you can do is keep telling yourself all the reasons that you should be sleeping. It's really embrace it. Don't be frightened of the lack of sleep. If you can't fall asleep and you've done all these things, just embrace it, get up and do something fun. Watch a movie, read a book do some work. There are nights still that I've done everything. All these things I've told you, got them in, into my life. I mean, I've been teaching this for years. I do all these things. I have great diet. I didn't even touch on diet in this one. Exercise routine, I do, I'm doing it all. And there's still nights where I'm really, really battle. And I've done the whole landing of the plane. I've done the neurocycle. I've worked out why I'm anxious about whatever. And I'm still awake. So I have used to freak out when that happened. I do not anymore. I embrace it and I think, okay, I have some extra time. This is fantastic. What can I do with it? Do I feel like reading that beautiful book I'm reading? Do I feel like watching another movie? Do I feel like doing some research? Do I feel like maybe completing an activity that was worrying me, some work thing? I do something. I use the time. If I'm awake all night, I know that I'll fall asleep. At some point, I'll get through the day. I'm, I never tell myself anymore, oh, I'm so tired, I'm not going to get through the day, I'm not going to be able to work, my brainwaves won't work. I used to do all of that. Now I know that I am really, we actually much more resilient than what we realize. When we calm down about sleep, that's when we start learning to deal with periods of lack of sleep. That's when we start learning how to manage our mind so that we can sleep. All these great things that I'm telling you. Really, it's so important that your mindset towards sleep is one of, I know it's important, but you know what? If I miss a few hours of sleep, my body will be able to restore. Do not listen to the messages of your body can never get back what it's, that's absolute nonsense. Your mind is constantly changing. Your brain and body are constantly changing. You make 810,000 to a million cells every second. You are able to, with your mind, drive the neuroplasticity of your brain and the changes in your body. You can do this in cycles of 63 days. You can get that control back. So don't listen to the negative things. Just learn to manage your mind and work out which of these tips I have given you will help you make it make your sleep into something that's a beautiful experience. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to talking next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. 
thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.